Real Talk on Thursday. Yes, we are ready. We are excited. It's Christmas. Yes, we have got yeah. a great... Uh, you look interesting there. Daniel? I, you do too. Mine, <laughs> mine is Santa's gone fishing. Uh-huh. Quality, you know, fishing with penguins. Yeah. Because <laughs> every fisherman needs a little penguin helper. Yes. But if, you ever, if you ever go to SeaWorld, don't go in the penguin house. It smells like 10-day rotten shrimp. <laughs> okay. It's almost as bad as the flamingos, which smell like five-day rotten shrimp. Uh-huh. But yeah, the, the penguins are the worst. Okay. No doubt. I'll, I'll keep that in mind. That's All right. Matt, today we are going to have a Christmas rant here in oh, a few seconds. I love me a good rant. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you do. Got to get it off my chest. <laughs> and then we're going to have some Hallmark movie hate. Yeah. That's right. Well, Tis the season to it's hate not... on Hallmark movies. I'm not going to hate on Hallmark movies. You know what? It's just fun. Yeah. Okay. All right. And then we're going to end things off with some eggnog love. I love eggnog. I am not a believer okay. of eggnog, but I... Here we go again. It's I, like pumpkin spice all over again. All right. I Actually, I do like eggnog. Um, but we will be asking ourselves, would you eat it? There's a lot of, did they eggnog it? Would you eat it? And so stay tuned to the end the of the episode. Is yes. I'm just going to say... All the things. Yes. I will eat all the eggnog things. Love eggnog. Even eggnog sneakers, right? <laughs> no, maybe mm, not that. Sneakers. <laughs> yeah. Matt, you have uh, your palate is... is um, Diverse. Let's just say that you can. I did. I had like a lot of things. Eggnog spam. I bet yes. you eat. I don't know if I eat that. But. No, that's going a bridge too far. All right. Well, let's uh, kick things right into it with our Christmas rant. Matt, you uh, you want to rant first, or you want me to? Uh, I mean, yeah, I'll go first. Yeah, man. Uh, so put your angry eyes on. Uh, <sighs> that's right. So here's the deal: Christmas lights, like. It, be real. I, we love them. We love them. And yeah, I, I, but putting Christmas lights on my house and throughout the house, you know, there's always every year you get the lights out and like <laughs> they worked fine back last year when you put them away. Of course. And now this year you plug them in and half of them are working or none of them are working. And so then you go say, okay, well, we need to go get some more lights. Mm. You go to Walmart. There's no more lights nope. because everyone's decorating with lights nope. this year, it seems like. And so it's it's frustrating. So it has taken me a long time to finally get our house decorated on the outside. Got it done, but not nearly where I wanted to because of the light situation. Like, hey. seriously, like all these lights and – why can't of course, you just work? Of course, they give you the replacement lights, but you know, you try to replace them, and it, they, I mean, it just—they never work. The replacement it never lights. Works. I, no. I can't ever get the. You know, I wish like, they had I, the whole I just want to throw. Every time I open, I just want to first thing I want to throw them away. But then I'm like, well, <laughs> but half of them still work. <laughs> yeah. Half of them, you know. I know. So we, at, at, truth be told, we kind of have a. Uh, there, there's different places in our bushes, like trees, where <laughs> we're using half the cord, and the half that doesn't work, we're kind of tucking that in behind the tree or very, into the bushes. Very resourceful. So yes, yeah. Because I'm like, hey, if we still got half a strand. Let's use it. Hey, so. hey I'm kind of the same way, brother. I had All to right. do that with the bottom part of my tree. The whole strand went out. Ah. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to get this longest strand, use half it, and try to figure out well, what to do with the extra lights. It just didn't, you know, it was it was a pain. So Why I don't feel they you, last? Brother. Why don't they last? Because they're a dollar. Made in China. <laughs> hey. something. All right. Who knows? All right. All right. What's yours, man? I rant away. I am going to go off on non Home Depot trees. Non Home Depot. That's like right. Real trees. Right? Real Christmas trees Real Christmas grown trees. in Texas do not look great. I'm just going to be honest. Yeah. A Christmas tree grown in Texas on Texas soil is not going to turn out that great. 
This year, my wife said, hey, let's get the Christmas tree experience. Like, no, I want to go to Home Depot. We've gotten there for the past five years. We always get a good Christmas tree there. We've been happy every time. Why change things? We change things. So we went to Evergreen Christmas Tree Farm, which we actually like that place. It's pretty cool out there in Elgin. And we looked and looked all over the place for a Christmas tree. Nothing great. And finally, I thought I found a decent one. Like, okay, it looks pretty good on this one side. We can hide the ugly side in the corner, you know? And uh, so we spent forever trying to cut this thing down. Of course, it's all on me to cut this beast of a tree down, right? And I'm like, push, Brooke, push the thing so I can open up the cut. And the kids are pulling on me and poking. I'm like, stop, daddy's busy, you know? <laughs> anyway, so we got the tree, hauled the thing down, and... Um, it was a pain to put in our tree holder, a serious pain, oh, yeah. because there was a branch in the lower part, and I had to saw that part off, too, just to get it in. And then, okay, so this is several days. Hanging ornaments on this tree was a challenge because it's practically see-through, okay? There's, like, hardly, <laughs> there's hardly any, like, like, legitimate branches you can hang those heavy ornaments on, you know, the really serious ones. Yeah. Anyway, so it's it's just a real pathetic tree. And to top it all off, we can't even put a topper on it because it can't handle it, okay? It's just that wimpy of a tree. And this is a good seven and a half foot tree. It's just, it's just, it kind of does this, like it's curved. Like it doesn't even stand up straight and it's really heavy on one side. So we had to like lean it. We had to lean the Christmas tree in the corner, in the corner. just so it would stand upright. Yeah. Now, two days ago, um, I left to go to church and I've got down like a minute down the road and I get a call from Brooks. just, quick, you got to go home. It's emerging. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. The Christmas tree fell over. I'm like, no. what kid pulled the Christmas? It didn't. It fell over it all fell over. on its own. Like, what? <laughs> so I turn back around. I come home, and the kids are all like, "Daddy, Daddy, guess what? Christmas tree fell over." And Brooks up there, like Atlas, holding up the world, trying to hold up the Christmas tree. You know, and it's like, "Quick, I'm gonna go get some bolts from the, you know, and I'm gonna tie this Christmas tree to the wall." You bolted it to the wall. I huh? bolted my Christmas tree to the wall. That's right. I had to get some nylon what? rope and some find the studs in the wall and tie it to the wall. Now my Christmas tree, it it is very lopsided, but it's not falling over. <laughs> you <know? laughs> and you think that's because it's a Texas Christmas tree? I think it's just a really wonky Christmas tree. Or maybe it's you know the picker who picked it. Maybe. You know what? The pickings were slim. The pickings <laughs> were slim. Anyway, I, I did hear that. Like they ran out in record time this year because everyone wanted to, to go get a real tree. Yeah, everyone so. wanted to go early this year with Christmas. So yeah. Anyway. I've got that off my chest. I feel a lot better now. Thank good, you for man. listening. I'm glad. I'm yep. glad. It helps talk about it. So. Absolutely. I feel good. <sighs> All, All right. right. Matt, you got our next segment, man. Yeah. So if you're out there, ladies, especially you, you probably love Hallmark movies around Christmas time, or maybe just all throughout you the don't, year. You love them, love them. Like, love them. Like, watch them religiously. There, <laughs> there may be someone at my house that feels this way, but um, it's not me. Uh, so what I'm going to do is I am going to read to you, Daniel, and to you out there, I'm going to, to read a holiday-themed movie. Okay, mm. we're going to call this Hallmark or Humbug. And what you've got to do is you've got to <laughs> decide. It's always Humbug. Yeah, you've got to decide, <laughs> is what I'm reading actually a Hallmark movie or is it not really? It's just like made up. So mm. you think you can do this? I feel like I can do this. Now, first of all, I have to, I have to make a confession here. I, I find cheese ball, like romantic holiday movies, just awful. They're painful to watch. But I'm also a plot addict. I, like, I have to know how it ends. <laughs> the, Brooke will fall asleep on the couch, and I'll still be waiting, like, I've got to fi- figure out, does this, like, person still fall in love with them? And they make <laughs> things up. I'm like, I, And I'm thinking, this movie is 
awful. It's garbage. But whatever, dude. I still have to find out. No, dude, it you're in, you're into the movie, and that's how they suck people in. Nope. And so, nope. many of you out there, you'll hear these, and you'll be like, "Oh, I've seen that movie. I know that movie." But some of these, you may <laughs> think, "I've seen, I know that movie. It's not real. It's not real." So we're gonna see how you do, and I'm putting on my. I, feel like I should respond. Old man glasses here. Yeah, I love your. Yeah. We need to get you a monocle. I've because... asked Santa for some new glasses because they broke. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I feel like but... I should get my answer my Sean Connery voice. <laughs> this movie is absolutely horrible. Well, let's just see. Let's see how you do on this. Are you yeah. ready for Hallmark or Humbug? Here we go. Let's do it. Megan Turner is in love with the past. As a tour guide at a beautiful historic mansion, she tells visitors about its original owner. I'm sorry. The title of this, by the way, is A Timeless Christmas. All right? Timeless Christmas. Okay. So she's in love with the past. Tour guide at a beautiful historic mansion. She tells visitors about its original owner, Charles Whitley, who was an inventor and businessman in the early 20th century. He repairs a mysterious clock and is transported to the 21st century hmm. with his home overrun by strangers. Megan introduces him to the 21st century, and they both feel... A once-in-a-lifetime connection. Could it be that somewhere, somewhere in time, they belong together? Daniel, is this a Hallmark movie or is this not a Hallmark movie? Well, first of all, we need to clarify something. Not all these movies are produced by Hallmark. They're Hallmark-esque. They're Hallmark-esque. Yes. Let's just be legit <laughs> upfront about that. Now, this has got time traveling. I'm a big sci-fi nerd. Travel, yeah. So this is, uh, I might actually watch this one uh, and get about two-thirds through it without... You know, but then never admit it. Going, yeah, no, All right. no, never so admit it. So is that a holiday film or not? I'm going to go because it has science, sci-fi in it. It is not a real film. <laughs> Wrong. It is a no. real film. Hey, I might actually Time travel, one. historic houses, Christmas. How would you ever doubt this wasn't a real movie? Hey, because it had sci-fi in it. <laughs> Quasi-fi. All right. You ready for this <laughs> one? Science foe. Yes. All right. This one's called... On the 12th day of Christmas, in this wild adventure, two seemingly incompatible game app designers, Aiden and Jennifer, are forced to team up to create a, a romantic citywide scavenger hunt themed for the 12 days of Christmas. Huh. Challenges and love are found in the strangest places around the city as they discover that the game isn't the only thing that they can win. Wow. See, this actually <laughs> sounds kind of interesting to me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Dude, okay. This sounds too high concept for someone just to make up just for this quiz because it sounds like a legitimate um, like pitch. Like it feels like a pitch. Me like, hey, there's two game app designers. Game app designers it seems like really cool. Huh? You know, it's sort of hip. People like apps, and you know, you think through the pitch meeting on this. I'm gonna say that's a real movie. That is a real movie. All right. Yes. Hey. You'd be surprised. To, like you would not be surprised to discover that the main characters don't get along for the majority of the film, and then. All of a sudden, they never they fall get in love, right? Now, here's the formula: if someone's angry at somebody in the beginning of the film, that person's who they're going to end up falling in right. love with every time. Like, that's the so formula. predictable. And, like in any movie, in any like romantic stuff, if they hate that person or they're really frustrated with that person, they will fall in love with that person. Sounds like you've watched every a few, time. Sounds like you've watched a few Hallmark movies, Daniel. I I have okay. seen some rom coms in my day. <laughs> All right. Well, how about this one? You ready? This one is called All I Want for Christmas is You. You ready? Don't fall for that lie, guys. Up and coming. It is a lie, right? <laughs> it's she, a, if she tells you that, it's not the truth. It's like that Star Wars meme. You said, Admiral Ackbar, like, it's a trap. It's a trap. Don't believe it. All right. 
All I Want for Christmas is You. Up and coming young doctor Zoe Reynolds is off on a road trip to Los Angeles, California in pursuit of a high paying career as a surgeon to famous athletes. But before she can pass the Mason Dixon line, she crashes her car in a small town farmer's property as she avoided a herd of sheep outside the Nash- of Nashville, Tennessee. While Zoe's car is being fixed, she falls in love with a charming town and a certain farmer as well. I think, okay. I think I may have. <laughs> I think Brookman made me watch this film. It sounds vaguely familiar. Um, I think this is real. You know why this sounds familiar? It's basically the plot of Cars, right? Which <laughs> is, is the which is the plot of if, Doc Hollywood. If and, Cars was yeah. a, a rom com, it's not that. a real movie. Okay, what? it is not a real movie. So it is. It's just humbug. It's just a, it's the plot. For, it is the plot for Cars. Yes. <laughs> All right, a couple more. Here we go. That's you great. ready? That's All right. Funny. Four Christmases and a New Year's, the title of this movie. What happens when a group of longtime friends start growing up and experiencing all that life offers? Watch Charles Montgomery and his cycle, his circle of friends through a number of social occasions that include the dreaded work and family Christmas parties. And after Christmas is done, this group of young millennials have to attend a New Year's Eve party and fill their need for companionship. The title is Four Christmases and a New Year. Is that... Hallmark or humbug? Um, this sounds again like a pitch meeting. Like, let's get the word millennials in the pitch, and then <laughs> right. people will want to watch it because people love and they hate millennials. Right. So let's <laughs> let, let's let's make a movie about millennials and make it seem like a Friends episode. You know, I say that's a real movie. I, that's my guess. No, it's not. No, it, one it Christmas a, film is bad enough, but four. Plus oh. a New Year's Eve one? No, thank you. No. All right. No. Well, man, I'm striking out nah, here. That's all right. Dude. But you know, that's I right. kind of take pride in that because that means I don't know my Hallmark movies real well. <laughs> yeah, you know that probably half our audience is pretty big into Hallmark movies. So we're, you know, tr- we're trying to tr- trying to toe the line actually, here. Not, not half our audience. We're trying to make it at least half our audience. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right. Here we go. The next one is called If I Only Had Christmas. At Christmas, an overly cheerful publicist teams up with a cynical VP and his eclectic team to help a charity in need. Find out what happens when these two unlikely people join forces to not only save the charity in Christmas, hmm. but their own love lives at the same time. This sounds so horrible. Hallmark or humbug? It sounds so horrible. It has to be true. Now, the main reason why I think this is a real Hallmark movie is basically what I would do on exams and tests. If I came to an answer and I didn't know what it was, and a particular letter had not been used in a while, like, yeah. well, you know, A and B have been used a bunch, but D has not been used in a while, or C. So it, the answer has got to be C. So... It, I've been wrong about them being right, real you know movies so far. So I'm gonna say this is a real movie. This is a real movie. The <laughs> key, the clue word was cynical. That's a typical character in most holiday films, mm. right? Yeah, have right. some contrast. The character, yes. Right? Come on, right? Can you can you okay. hear anything through that that hat? Yeah, I can hear. I'm good. I'm Says good. the guy who's like yelling in the microphone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can hear so well. All it's right, great. all right. Let's let's do let's do one more. <laughs> the back off for that one. You ready? Yeah, bring it. All right, one more. Here we go. This right. one's called The Mistletoe Chronicles. Sounds like a the mistletoe. Launch missile <laughs> of toe. All right. High school senior Ryan Monroe has finally achieved her dream of being the editor of her high school newspaper. No matter what she had to step over to get there, life feels perfect until she begins to receive anonymous Christmas tales of magic and wonderment sharing the holiday spirit. 
Can she stay on her path towards college and a world of high-powered journalism? Or is there another story that needs to be told? Ooh. Hallmark or Humbug, Daniel? I'm going to go – it sounds too sensible to me. So it sound, because it sounds too sensible, I don't think it would be a Hallmark-esque movie. I think this is Humbug. It is Humbug. Yeah, see? I'm starting to learn here. <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to pick fact, up on the This batters. is probably happening at the local high school right now. Yeah. Uh, something – Pretty similar to this. Well, you did good. Pretty good. Ish. Ish. <laughs> did good. Ish. <laughs> I mean, do you, do you really want to do great on that one? I mean, because it makes it sound like <laughs> I love Hallmark movies. And if you're out there, you know, you've got your t-shirts that say you love in the fuzzy socks, and yeah, you know, you're snuggy. Hey, <laughs> if you are listening to this on social Don't media, hate on the snuggie, please by the way. comment below what your favorite Hallmark movie is. Get it out there. Let's see. Um, how how great it is, and maybe someone else out there loves the same Hallmark movie you do. Even so. though they're probably like all pretty much the same. But yeah, uh, just swap the same title. It's like the same location, <laughs> same actors. Just swap out the titles. You know, <laughs> right. hey, it's very it's efficient. It's a, it's efficient, right? Yes. All right. Well, we are going to take a quick five. Let's be honest. It's like a 3.5 second break. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to switch over to our serious segment where we're going to really share some personal kind of insight into the nativity. And um, in fact, it was really cool. Matt sent me a text this morning and said, hey, I know we haven't figured out what we're going to do for the podcast this morning yet, but what if we do this? I'm like, you know what's crazy? I was thinking the exact same thing around like 1 o'clock that last night. That is God. God did so, that. Um, not to put the God stamp on it or anything. Don't put I, the God stamp on it. I, I don't like putting the God stamp on it. But I, I so it's his birthdays, Jesus' birthdays. So. We'll, we'll go with it. All right, yeah. we'll see you in five seconds. All right, we are back. We had some fun hating on some uh, Hallmark movies, but now we're going to have a little bit more of a serious focus where Matt and I are going to share some thoughts about the nativity, some read some scripture, and deep, just kind of deep thoughts. Deep thoughts. No beatbox this time. We're going to save that for the new year. <laughs> Um, but we are going to share some thoughts about the nativity, some things that really kind of stand out to us, that really kind of get us jazzed about Christ on earth, you know, which is just, we take it for granted. And I think sometimes it's important for us to dive into it a little bit and just really soak in it and really just take the, a second to ponder the beauty and the amazing miracle that it truly was. So um, I one of the things that really stands out to me about Christmas is this idea of God becoming man. It was just if you really think about it, the idea that Jesus was both 100% man and 100% God just blows my mind. It just blows my mind. It's like how is that even possible? How is it possible that the God of the universe who created everything, who was there from the moment of all of time, became this tiny little baby in a manger? You know, surrounded by stinky animals, born by humans. I mean, I had someone once described it as if like one of us decided to become a cockroach to reach the cockroaches for the gospel. You know, mm. where like it's, but that's not even like a fair comparison. I mean, God gave up so much to take on this human form, and I just think it's really, really crazy. And it's yeah. it's incredibly complex. Um, John, I'm gonna read to you from John chapter one, the Gospel of John, and John sort of tackles this complexity in a way that sounds just very confusing because it kind of is to us. He says this, says this in John chapter 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word is sort of substitution word for Jesus Christ. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And he was with God in the beginning. So Jesus, this God-man, was there 
from the beginning. And he is God, really defining who he is, because people were challenging that. People were saying, no, he was just a man, or he was a man that was possessed by the Spirit of God, and then when he died, it was just his shell that died, but he really is God's Spirit. You know, they were com- really confusing things, and yeah. John made this clear. All things were created through him and apart from him. Not one thing was created that has been created. Life was in him, and that life was the light of men. That light shines in the darkness. So this person born is here to bring light to all of us, to bring hope to all of us. And you look at verse 14, and this is where I really think is really fascinating. In verse 14, he says this, The Word, Jesus, became flesh and took up residence among us us. We use this word Emmanuel to describe this, this idea of God with us. In fact, the whole Old Testament just sort of begs for this, like, God, we want to really just talk to you. We have these issues. We, In fact, in Job, Job says, I wish I could address God with my complaints as if to a man face to face. You know, why are things this way? Why aren't things just? Why can't things be right? And and so the whole Old Testament sort of begs for this. But no, the crazy thing is no one expected it. No one expected God to take on human form with this idea that – I mean, that's why the Pharisees were like, you say you're God? That's blasphemy. No one can say they're God. Right. You know, for them, the Messiah, I don't think they really thought he was going to be God putting on flesh. Maybe some super prophet person, but not really God in the flesh. And that just blew their minds. And I just think it's really fascinating. What's also cool is that for the what was challenging about this is that for the first 400 years of the church, they really wrestled with this. How is this even possible? Mm-hmm. And all these different people had these different theories about what it looks like. Is he a fusion of two things? Is he sort of part God, part man? Is he um, sometimes decides to turn on the God parts and sometimes decides to turn on the, the man things? Like when he does a miracle, that's when he's, you know, being God, and when he, like, eats food, then he's being human. Like, he can only be one or the other at times, or maybe he's, like, a zombie. He was possessed by the God spirit, and no. So they wrestled with these theories, and it wasn't until the Council of Nicaea where they really landed on this term, this Latin term, homoousios, which means one substance or same substance, that Jesus was of the same substance of the Father, and he, there's no mixture, no error. He is of the same substance of God. He is of the God substance. And so when they, we say Jesus was God's only begotten son, we're not saying that God made Jesus because that would make him part of the created order. And a lot of people had issue with that. Yeah. Uh, no, when, we, when it says God begot, Jesus is his only begotten son, we're describing his nature as in like humans make humans. Mm-hmm. Dogs make dogs. They have the same kind. Right? It's describing Jesus of the same kind of the Father and has the same attributes. When it says he was in the beginning, and the Word was God. So John is making that very clear. And I just I think it's important for us to know and recognize that this is complex, but it is incredibly amazing. And this idea that he can be two whole things in one, 100% God, right. 100% man, the Bible's full of these paradoxes, but they are still true. Hmm. They're still true. You think about the fact that God is sovereign and reigns over all, but we have free will. Mm-hmm. And somehow they both coexist. That's how powerful God is. He can He can make these things that we can't understand and put together. He puts them together, free will and his sovereign plan, 100% man, 100% God together. And the thing is, if that's not true, we don't have the gospel. 
If Jesus is 100% man and 100% God, we don't have the gospel because only God can cover an infinite amount of sins and guilt. Yeah. Right? Because he's right. infinitely good. If he was just man, a really good man that God made him perfect somehow, then his death would count for one. Yeah. But his death counted for all. That's right. Anyway, that's all I got. That's good, man. No, that's good. That's good. Um, now, I, and the reason, you know, the reason that, that God did that is because he loves us and because he wanted, fel- wanted fellowship with us and wanted uh, that, that word fellowship is a, is a word that denotes intimacy and, and just depth of relationship. And, mm. and God wanted that with us. And um, for Jesus to leave his fellowship with the Father, and he still had it when he was on earth, but he, he was there at the beginning. You know, as you said, you know, he, he and God, uh, part of the Trinity, were, he was there at the beginning, but he gave up his place. He became a man and came down to, here to be with us. And, and very helpless, too. Yeah, as a, as a baby. You know, I mean, think about a baby and all the things that babies require. I mean, Jesus became a baby and was dependent upon man but and knew he was going to have a short life, but that his life was for the purpose of being that sacrifice for us so that we could have fellowship mm. with the Father. And um, one of my favorite passages is uh, in Isaiah 9-6, and we actually did this with our, our, our children, with our kids the other night. Um, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. Of course, that's talking about Jesus. And Isaiah wrote this 700 years. This is a prophecy 700 years before Jesus was actually born. But 700 the, years? 700, I think so. Yeah. That was four. That's, 400 is the amount of the length of time between uh, the, no, you're right. but Malachi and... Mm-hmm. And yeah, and so um, he'll be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, mm. Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the greatness of His government and peace. There will be no end. And just the fact that God, um, in in sending Jesus as our Wonderful Counselor, um, He's the source of wisdom. Uh, so Jesus is is wisdom to us. He counsels with us. He 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 loves us. Um, he's our Prince of Peace when we're dealing with all the crazy, especially on Christmas. We're dealing with the crazy. He's a lot of Prince of Peace, yeah, right? This time and, of year. and 2020. Um, but yeah. the fact that that Jesus is our peace and and that uh, we can know true peace through Him and um, our everlasting Father. The fact that He He is He loves us. He cares for us. Mm. Um, he is going to be around forever. And then uh, the Mighty God. I mean, just the the fact that He was a part of creating the sun, the moon, the stars, and has all this power and all this wisdom, and yet he cares about us. He came to be God with us. So he loves us. And I think it's important that we we share, as we share about the story of Christ and share about who God is and, and who Jesus was, um, for those of you listening out there, if you have never place your faith in Jesus, the God-man, the only one, the the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. If you've never entered into that relationship with him, you need to know that the whole purpose of Christmas was God giving the ultimate gift of his Son to us, and Jesus giving the ultimate gift of giving up his place in heaven and giving up his life, knowing that he was going to uh, be suffer a, a brutal death so that we could know uh, forgiveness and so that we could know fellowship with God the Father. And all that's been made possible through Jesus. And uh, what what the Bible tells us is that you know, to, to truly experience that fellowship, it begins with confessing that sin in our life and admitting that we need a Savior. And then True. 
accepting what Jesus did for us, believing that he is God's only son and that he is our only hope, and then confessing that and then asking him to come in and to be the Lord of our lives and to take take residence in our lives, but also to take ownership of our lives. He made us. He He is the one that knows us better than we know ourselves. And then to give him that we, we think that life is all about us or that we have control, but to give him that rightful place of authority and lordship in our lives and to say, God, I trust you. I give my life to you. Mm. That's that's the gospel. And that's Amen. that's what God gave to us in Jesus and Jesus giving up his life for us. So if you've never place your faith in Jesus Christ. And maybe you've always kind of wondered, what, what is the deal with Christmas? You know the story, yeah. but it's never really felt real to you. And um, you know, just acknowledging that and coming to the place where you say, this Christmas, Lord, I, I and we've seen a crazy year. Uh, I, I want to I end this year by acknowledging that you are in control and I can't do this anymore on my own, but I need you. And it begins by just praying that, by admitting you're a sinner, by believing in what Jesus did, and then uh, confessing that sin and committing your life to him. And so, uh, so yeah. So I And tell somebody about this. Yeah, sure. And yeah. So we, I mean, it's, 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 that is the beginning of a relationship with Jesus because yeah. you're going to need help in taking those next steps. And that's why the church is here. We want to help you with that. And um, so yeah, to reach out, message us. I get Facebook messages from people all the time about what's yeah. going on. And if you want prayer for something, if you've made this prayer today, made this decision, reach out to us. We'd love we would love to connect with you and walk you through this process. If you live in the area, get you plugged into church. If you don't live in the area and want to find a church, we can help you with that too. For sure. Uh, we want to get you plugged into a church, a good church, where you can be discipled and someone can walk with you. Yeah. So. I just want to make clear, it's not a it's not a magic formula prayer where you have to pray no. these words exactly, but it's a cry of your heart. Just be real just, with God. Yeah. Just saying, God, I, I admit it, I need you, and I commit my life to, to serve you. And uh, it's amazing what God does when you allow him to have ownership of your life. And it really is amazing. So, all right. Well, Matt, thanks for sharing that. Thanks for sharing um, yours. Yeah, for sure. We love getting to share the good news. And it's it's kind of hard transition (laughs) to go from this to, but it's about love. You know, we've been sharing about how God loves us. Now we're going to talk about how um, we love eggnog. So I, I do love I do love me some eggnog. I love Jesus first. Let's be clear about that. I love my wife and my kids, and then eggnog is sort of under that. Um, I love eggnog too. List. Yeah, and I, I'll be honest. I did not used to love eggnog. I thought eggnog was nasty. Now I'm going to feel like a bad Baptist when I say this, but the only eggnog I like, and it is non-alcoholic, is a Southern Comfort eggnog. It is it's, so good. It's good. It is. Yeah. Like drinking a melted milkshake, good. Like it's so <laughs> delicious. But it, it, it I feel, I always feel weird drinking. Like, listen, I know this is from a company that makes alcohol beverage, but it is non-alcoholic. People, it's just, it's just eggnog. Anyway, um, that's a conversation for another time. But it is, it is good eggnog, my friend. It is good. We keep a carton of it in the fridge, ready to go. Yeah. But some people out there have made some interesting eggnog foods. So I'm gonna be asking Matt, and I'll be chiming in here too. Would you eat it? Right. Okay. These are eggnog foods. Would you eat it? Because I, I love I love eggnog too. I didn't really say that. You eat all the nog things. I do. All right. The first one is eggnog cupcakes. Would you eat it? Oh, sure. It's without a heart. Yeah. Just eat the ice. Just lick the icing right <laughs> off the cupcake. Just done. Love all right. It. Um, that was pretty easy. How about candy corn? I know this is very controversial. Candy corn. There's mixed feelings about this. Candy corn. Candy corn. Uh, I mean, I'd eat it. Is that really? Real do you even like candy corn? It's okay. Some people are like, oh, candy corn just belongs in the trash. I love candy corn. 
So like, I wouldn't eat it. It's just like sugar. I mean, I know it's just sugar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Corn. what's weird is that I, I love like the pumpkins. The, big the pumpkin, pumpins. yeah, because they're bigger. They're bigger, yeah. Yeah, I like the pumpkin candy. We're going off the, <laughs> the pumpkin spices, yeah. <laughs> candy corn. Candy corn. Yeah, I I, I wouldn't eat it because yeah. I don't want you to mess with my candy corn. I like the way it is. All right, malt balls, not moth balls, malt. Yeah, balls. I'd eat them. Yeah, for sure. See, I wouldn't eat this because I don't like malt balls. Oh, yeah, the texture's weird for me. Yeah, it tastes like fake chocolate. Eh, no good. I've seen. Oh, maybe I actually would like the eggnog ones because I don't like real malt balls. <laughs> Who knows? Marshmallows. Would you eat it? Marshmallows. Eggnog marshmallows. Uh, would you eat it? Sounds a little weird, but yeah, I'll try it. Yeah, I'll I, eat anything. I'd try it. I don't know if I'd like I'll it. Almost but anything. I'd try, <laughs> eat almost anything. Yeah. He's got a hearty stomach. <laughs> All right, cake mix. I guess yes. would you not, would you eat the cake mix or yes. you eat the cake that comes from the cake mix? Uh, both. Both. I just eat yes. the cake mix. Just chug the powder. I will eat it. <laughs> I'll do it. Uh, yeah, I'd probably eat it too. All right. Would you eat eggnog bubble gum? Huh. That that'd be kind of cool. Trick question. You don't eat bubble gum. <laughs> you I chew would it. chew it. Yes, <laughs> I would you chew, chew it. it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I, I might give it a shot. Salt water taffy. Would you eat it? Salt water taffy. Eggnog salt water That'd be taffy. Different. Um, <laughs> I'm not a huge taffy fan. Like, hey, I'll just get stuck in your teeth. And I hear you, dude. Every, I mean, I try it. Laughing no, taffy is mostly valuable for like its jokes. For the jokes, yeah, which aren't really that good. They're Read dad, the jokes, jokes. Toss the taffy. Yeah, they're dad jokes. They're dad jokes. Hey, I always need new material. Yeah. Come on. I try it, but I wouldn't really want to do it. I might try it, but I'm not going to go in mass and eating them. Yeah. All right. This one's easy. Eggnog milkshake. Would you eat it? Oh, I've I've had many of these. I love them. <laughs> I feel like eggnog already is like how it's just a melted milkshake. I just, I wish there were, have you ever had Brahms? Do you know what Brahms, Brahms is? Yeah. 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 It's an ice cream place. Yeah. It's like an ice cream and hamburger. Is it more of like, like an East Coast place? No. It's like, I mean, I grew up in Oklahoma. Like they're everywhere. I think huh. it's actually from Oklahoma. Maybe not. But uh, they have eggnog ice cream every year. It's oh, one of the Oklahoma highlights. Where the Brahms make eggnog. It's one of the highlights of Christmas is getting the eggnog ice cream. Eggnog so, ice cream. Hey, yeah. I'd give it a shot. Delicious. All right. Would you eat eggnog popcorn? Oh, uh, salty, sweet, yeah. kind of like kettle corn. I'll try it, but I'd rather just have popcorn. Yeah. I'd pass on the popcorn. Yeah. All right, last one. Would you eat eggnog tea uh, or drink? I don't like tea. No. What about you like sweet tea? No. None of you like sweet tea. Like no. cold tea? No. No, no teas. None no, of the teas. No coffee. No tea. You don't cross your teas. No, I don't drink tea. No. Wow. See, I don't like hot tea, but I'll drink cold tea. But I, I don't think I drink this cold tea or hot tea. It sounds no, gross yeah. to me. Wouldn't do it. All right. Well, I don't know how you feel about eggnog. Feel free to share your comments about your feelings concerning these deep subjects like eggnog this time of year. Chug one for me if you yeah. like. Uh, eggnog is all all goodness. And uh, I feel like it, it's like the McRib. You know, they, they make it special. Like, it's, it's here. It's The McRib is back again. It's seasonal, but it's always back. Yeah, I feel like right. if eggnog was around all year long, it wouldn't be special. But kind of want it to be around all the difference is eggnog good mcrib not, <laughs> not so good. good the mcrib is horrible i'm sorry <laughs> like anyone who loves the mcrib it's just it's just processed meat in the shape of ribs it's just weird but Ugh. i end up getting at least one every year just think you, okay maybe this year this is gonna be the year that it's actually better we've not changed it no. in 20 years 30 years but i don't know we're going to wrap this up. Matt, <laughs> it's your turn to pray, my friend. I prayed last time. Why don't you uh, close us out real quick? I'll do it, man. Lord, we thank you so much for this time of the year. And, and yes, we have a lot of fun with uh, different things about Christmas. But 
Lord, the the most important thing is what we've the gospel, what we've been talking about today, the fact that you became flesh for us, mm-hmm. um, and you are our wonderful counselor. You are our everlasting father. You are the mighty God. You are the Prince of Peace, and God, we acknowledge that, and we thank you for coming to earth um, for us. You you love us. You gave your life for us so that we could have fellowship with you, and we don't understand that. Why Why would you do that? Why would you, um, why would you go to that level just because you love us? Father, whether we understand it or not, it's reality. And uh, Lord, I, Daniel, we've chosen to accept that. And many of many of our listeners out there have chosen to accept that. But there might be one who maybe still has not, or maybe they're they're struggling with this and, and not really sure what this means. Father, I, I pray that you would um, help us to realize, Lord, that you are right there and that you want a relationship with us. And for those that may not know you, I pray, Lord, that whatever is keeping them from knowing you, whatever is holding them back, I pray, Lord, that they would um, realize that you are better. You are better than anything that we could hold on to. And Father, you are our only hope. And so, Father, for those this today that maybe have not known you and, and are entering that relationship with you by admitting they're a sinner, by believing that you came and that you died for us, and then uh, confessing confessing sin and committing their life to serve you, Lord. I pray that today, uh, even if it's just one person that um, is impacted by this, Lord, I pray that uh, they would realize that you moved heaven and earth for them yes, and that uh, they are significant and they are loved by you. Thank you again for all that you do for us, all that you mean to us. And Lord, may we give you honor. May we may we not fail to remember that this season is about you. It's not about us, but it is about you. And may we make it about you. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for Amen. that, Matt. I know it's probably hard for you to take us seriously with this get up and whatnot, but uh, hopefully you're listening to it. It might be easier for you to really to take some of this in. Thank you all for listening so much. Matt, where can people listen to us on? You can find us on Spotify. You can yep. find us on iHeartRadio. Yep. I mean, all the places. All the places. All the time. Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. It's out there. YouTube, obviously. And yeah. in fact, if you are watching this on YouTube, please do something really difficult. Click the thumbs up button. Uh, ring the notification bell. Subscribe. Ding. All the things so uh, the Google overlords know, hey, this is important. Other people should probably watch this. It's good. <laughs> uh, and share it with your friends. Really, we, we put some time and effort into thinking through this, and we would love for you to share it with somebody that you think would enjoy this as well. That's right. Uh, so please share it on your timeline on Facebook. And send someone a link to it. Whatever you can do. We want to uh, reach out to them, as many people as possible. That's why we are doing this. So please, like, subscribe, all the things. And uh, we hope you guys have a great Christmas. This will be our last episode. For a while. Till like January. Wait for 5th. it. 5th. 2021. Oh, my word. We're finally going to be out in 2020. It's crazy. We're in the 20s. <laughs> the rolling 20s? The vaccinated 20s? Who knows? We'll find out. We'll see you in 2021. See you then. Bye.